Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. BC government has announced that it will become the first province in Canada to remove gendered and binary language from government regulations. But what does that mean? Well, it means a lot of work. More than 2,300 instances of outdated language will have to be amended to reflect the updated words. So let's talk about the work on being undertaken here. Adele Mercier joins us now, a professor of philosophy and linguistics at Queen's University. Uh, Thank you for joining us on this this morning. Thank you for having me. Does this show us what a big task this actually is? I mean, this is a big job they have to do. Well, frankly, I don't think it's that big a job. Once you identify the actual words that need to be changed, it's a, I'm sure a, a automation can take care of the rest, frankly. Is it about making the commitment then? Yeah, the commitment is more important. Yeah, the commitment is the hardest part of this work, and it's been taken. So that's most of the work has already been done, I would say. How has this been an influence in the legal system before now? Like, it would seem to me that having, you know, neutral language in legislation should have been the way we were always doing things. So what has been the impact of doing it this way? Uh, The impact of doing it this way, you mean, as opposed to the impact of doing it at all? Well, no, I mean... The fact that we did not have neutral language before, how did that impact the legal system? What is the difference between what they're doing now versus before? Well, um, it's going to impact things at least at an implicit level. Um, the The problem with language as it stands right now is that it kind of creates a situation where Men are the, what we call in the literature, the null hypothesis. Men are the default case that you think about when you think things, and women are coming as an afterthought. So surely that has legal implications. Um, I mean, we know in Canada, my mother was born in Ottawa in 1927, and she was born as a non-person because women were not defined as persons in 1927. That has a big effect, a legal effect, on their uh, rights and privileges. Namely, they didn't have any. You know, when you put it that way, Adele, it makes me wonder why we haven't done this before. Well, that's a very good question. (laughs) Why haven't we done this before? Um, It's good that we're finally doing it now. It is. So is that the case, would you say... You, you mentioned 1927 and that at that point being a non-person. So that has been the case then for using this gendered language all along is that it has created that that separation, hasn't it? That use of language. Yes, of course it does. I mean, women women are disappeared in the when when masculine language serves double duty as sex neutral language, women get disappeared. In fact, it's easy to illustrate that to your listeners if they don't know this before, but I can tell you a little anecdote. Yeah. So a man and his son are driving in a car, and they come into a terrible accident. 
and the, the, the father is killed. And the son is rushed to the hospital. And the moment the doctor sees the son, the doctor says, oh, my God, I can't operate on this man. He's my son. And if you ask ordinary Canadians about this riddle, they really scratch their heads. And young people today are you know, faster at solving the riddle. But a, a lot of people are completely stumped by this simple story. And, they are? You no. Know, yeah. Try it. You'll see. <laughs> you know, I am. I am going to try that. But you're you're so right. Then it is just those simple words rather than parent, right? The it's, the fact that we're using that, that the male the version. So male that you don't even think of a doctor as a woman, and that that's why you're stumped. You can't figure out how how can this be? And then people start giving all sorts of explanations. They have two fathers, it's a gay couple, blah, blah, blah. well, it doesn't have to be that complicated. It can but be, the yeah. language obscures the existence of women. That's the problem with the... Do you think more provinces might start to undertake this? Uh, well, I'm sure there are more and less enlightened provinces. I would hope that all of them eventually will... will come around to this. It's it's high time that this happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, Thank you for that this morning. We appreciate that. You're welcome. That is Adele Mercier, who's a professor of philosophy and linguistics at Queen's University, talking about the importance of really gender-neutral language in legal proceedings, making some excellent points there. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.